All right, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, April what thirtieth. We're a week uh, week out from the Michigan Turkey Opener, so tonight we'll be talking turkeys. Um, just going to be me tonight, me and Jimmy. Uh, I think Aaron has officially gave up on uh, turkey hunting, so no uh, no Aaron tonight. If you guys want to send him some hate mail about that, I, he's at Two Hearted Loon on Instagram. Um, feel free to shoot him a message and tell him to get out in Turkey Woods. Sounds like he needs some golf balls sent to him too. <laughs> That's true. Golf balls, uh, they don't roost in trees. so <laughs> His uh, might. They might end up there. <laughs> That's true. But I guess before we get into that, um, last time we were on, uh, I think I had mentioned that we were kind of in application season. So some draw results came out. We, um, we drew in Montana. Yeah, exciting. Was not expecting that. No. Um, and I don't – I mean, there's been – there's been rumors out, I guess. I don't, none of the official numbers have came out, but, um, and, and we'll probably get into this a little bit more on another podcast as far as kind of what stuff looks like right now. But, uh, in Montana, we applied with no points. So in Montana, they set aside 25% of tags for, uh, applicants with zero points. So, uh, it, basically this year, if you put in with one point, you were donating your fee, you weren't going to draw. There was, it was 0% with one point And, uh, the rumor has been like 30 to 40 percent odds with zero points. So we uh, we lucked out. We hit the, we hit in that 30 to 40 percent pool, and we'll be headed back to Big Sky Country. Uh, didn't draw New Mexico, which I'll be honest. Once we had that Montana tag in our pocket, I wasn't real keen on having to give that up. Uh, you know, we obviously want to go to New Mexico at some point, but um, yeah, no success in New Mexico. But we'll we'll be back in Montana. So yeah, I'd love to say. New Mexico for a year that we don't have Montana or Wyoming. Yeah. For sure. And that's a thing going into this year, you know, we knew our odds in Montana weren't going to be great. Uh, New Mexico is always going to be, I mean, it kind of depends on the unit, but we, you can probably plan on less than 10%. Yeah. You know, you're swinging for the fences, kind of that first and second choice. And then third choice, we're putting in for units that are, are probably closer to the 10% mark, but anymore, it's hard to get over 10% in New Mexico. Um, Again, rumor was that there was less applicants in New Mexico this year too, but we'll see what the actual numbers look like. Um, but yeah, good to draw that tag. So we're at least elk hunting this year. Yeah, that's exciting, and avoiding a little over-the-counter stuff, anyways. I mean, I'm sure there'll still be plenty of people around, but uh, you know, at least avoiding a little over-the-counter. Yeah, yeah, and that was always kind of plan. I don't know, plan C or whatever you want to call it was Colorado. So yeah. You know, we knew we uh, we had that in our back pocket, and we, we'll get another point in Wyoming, got another point in Colorado. So hopefully we'll have some options next year too. We should, you know, depending on what the Wyoming draw looks like, and that's I think another month away or so from drawing uh, by the time this comes out. But but hopefully next year we'll be headed in uh, into Wyoming on a general tag. So That should be, be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be good. But before that, we're uh, – we were into into turkey season, so I guess kind of going into that, we have a we had a pretty decent streak started. Um, before this year, we were going on two years where we had both killed birds opening morning uh, off the roost. So pretty short seasons. Uh, we you know we'd had some good luck, and this year has been kind of weird. Um, you know, it's been cold. I think the week leading up to turkey season. Uh, you know, at least on the west side of the state, and I think, you know, over here in the Thumb, too, we were still seeing a lot of birds in flocks. Yeah, we were, I mean, even the week before season, um, behind where I worked there, there's uh, a good-sized field there, and 
uh, yeah, I was watching a flock of probably 30 to 40 birds and five gobblers out there every day. And um, I think even up until like Wednesday before the opener, they were still all flocked up. Uh, towards the end of the week, they they looked like they dispersed a little bit. Uh, I think there was down to like 20 birds at a time out there. Um, it just, I cover a fair amount of miles in, in a week. And just in general, there was still big groups of birds, which usually I would say by the time we get, we get in the first couple weeks of April, things are starting to, to break up. But just with the weather, birds didn't seem to disperse nearly as early as, as they had been anyways. Yeah, that, that was kind of the same for me, you know, uh, put on a fair amount of miles during the day, going back and forth to work. And same thing, just seeing a lot of flocks. I think, you know, similar, like Wednesday, Thursday, started to see some smaller groups with some single gobblers or, you know, a couple gobblers. But um, yeah, it, it can be tough when they're still flocked up like that. And a lot of times, I mean, you get into that third week of April, if we've had some good weather, it seems like, like they're really rolling. Yeah. You know, birds are, are kind of getting after it, which is good, you know, for us from a, a hunting standpoint. So didn't really know what we were, you know, going into. Um, we're fairly fortunate that we don't have to do a lot of scouting. You know, our, our scouting is, is pretty much done from the truck. Uh, you know, we have some places that we've hunted for, oh boy, I don't know, some of these places over 10 years, you know, we've been, we've been hunting these places for a long time. So from an Intel standpoint, we always kind of have it, but even then, you know, we went and listened, uh, at your place, your, your kind of main place where you start there. Yeah. Um, week before season, I think it was Yeah. maybe yep. that weekend before, Yep. uh, and heard some birds, but not like we expected. I was not out like for usual. a ride. Yeah. I was out for a ride a week or the night before, I think it was, and didn't see a bird out there, which is unusual. Yeah. And I think like opening day last year, I think I heard like 10 birds, mm -hmm. maybe even more. Um, I mean, I, I'm used to hearing a ton of birds, which, uh, butts out the public and, yep. you know, so I can hear birds for a long ways, uh, big chunk of public. So, um, you know, usually hear a ton of birds on public and then, um, on the private piece I can hunt and this, the neighbors, I mean, like I said, it, it's not unusual to hear 10 to 12 different birds, um, on an opening day or, you know, in the mornings before hitting crow call and it just wasn't really the case. Those birds, when we went, I mean, they were pretty hush until I think we got them to gobble once, maybe yeah. twice, I think twice. Yep. Um, but I think it was like 26 or something that morning, just yeah, cold. And That's the thing. We've had a lot of cold mornings, a lot of windy days, windy mornings. So it's been, uh, it's been a little bit tough. Didn't really know what we were walking into that opening morning. But, you know, I think we both were probably still fairly confident because we know just historically that there's going to be birds there. Yeah. Yep. You know, so opening morning, um, wasn't a great morning. No, it was cold, <laughs> rainy. Yep. Rainy. We had some, some rain squalls go through a little, a little bit windy. Yeah. Uh, it ended up getting a little nicer as the day went on, but, um, yeah, neither of us really had a great hunt off the roost. No, it was terrible. It was the worst opening morning I've had in a long time. Um, I mean, last year, I think I had four birds on the property I could hunt. It's 160 acres right there. And. Uh, I think last year there's four birds goblin, killed one right off the roost. Um, this year I didn't have a gobble. I didn't hear one gobble the which entire is unusual. morning, which is crazy. Yep. And there is a pile of birds in that area, just a pile of birds. So, um, yeah, that was uh, not what I was expecting at all. Yeah, and it was a, it was very similar for me. Um, you know, I 
I got back where I where I normally set up on opening morning, um, and I think I've talked about this before. But they the birds roost on the neighbors, and then they kind of come across, uh, you know, to where I hunt. And um, I got in there early, got set up, and in about the time I was expecting, uh, some birds fired off. And I think there was actually somebody hunting the the neighboring property this year um, that really enjoyed their call. <laughs> that might be an understatement they really enjoyed their call and, and the birds were responsive they just i mean the birds sit there they sat there and, and just hammered for an hour you know they'd, they'd call and they'd hammer and so i didn't i did a little bit of calling uh you know hoping that maybe i could pull one of these birds away but i kind of knew that at that point it wasn't going to be a great hunt um so yeah i i sat there i think till about eight o'clock uh, and birds were still gobbling a little bit, obviously on the ground, but they hadn't really moved. You know, I don't think they had really moved much from when they had flew down. I'm sure they had hens with them, but there was probably four or five different gobblers going. Um, so yeah, not a lot of excitement. The most excitement I had was a coyote coming in my decoys, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You don't see that, that every day. That was interesting. Um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I had, I had done a little calling probably 10 or 15 minutes before that. And, um, yeah, this, this coyote had come up over the hill and got a visual on the decoys and he just kind of pinned his ears back and he was coming. And, uh, at that point I, you know, I, I still thought I had some potentially could have some birds coming. So I just whistled at him when he got close to the decoys, but there was uh there was no doubt that he was coming. I didn't really know whether to grab my gun or grab my phone or what, <laughs> you know, what, what to do. So I ended up uh, just electing the whistle at him and he obviously knew the gig was up and and he uh, turned around and took off. But, yeah, I think we were kind of texting back and forth by, like, 7.30, you know, like, eh, probably even before that. Yeah, I think I I think I think only sat until, I think it was a couple minutes after 7, and I was like, well, in this, where I set up is, I mean, right off the roost. I know, I know where they roost. Um, the, it's not a big block of timber where I'm at. Um, so I, I know where they roost. I know where they fly down. And I had seen uh, one hen – and uh, she'd worked her way off, and I was like, well, I'm going to go for a little walk, and I think that was just after 7, and I looped around the property, um, went to the other side. There was, like, I ran into four or five hens, um, which they were actually on the neighbors just right across, um, right across and set up and did a little call in there, and they were, I mean, and this gives you an idea on the weather. I mean, they were hunkered down probably, 30 yards from me I was calling and um I sat there for probably 15 minutes and no responses or anything so I I uh kind of you know easily stood back up and was looking at them and they had their heads down puffed up you know kind of just tucked in trying to get out of the weather really is all they were doing yep. um not feeding not doing anything and I, mean, I, I was able to get up walk within 20 yards of them they didn't have a clue I was there and should have easily seen me but they were yeah more worried about protecting themselves from the weather so. yeah yeah those those first couple hours were were definitely not great weather wise um so yeah we decided this was kind of going to get into the turkey hunting we like doing yeah for sure you know we're, we're definitely more run and gun 
let's go make something happen. Yeah. Um, and I think both places we probably could have sat there for three hours and probably had a chance at some point later in the morning or something, but we just don't yeah. want to hunt turkeys that way. No, that's not my style. At no, all. no. And, and we haven't for a long time. No. I mean, we've, we've hunted this way, uh, for, for a long time. And, you know, we were kind of talking about it at one point and probably explained it with some more expletives i guess uh but we kind of want to go in and create chaos and get out of there you right. know we're, we're going to go in we're going to find the birds we're going to make something happen or we're going to booger them and then we're going to go to the next spot and we're and we're fortunate we have some you know we have some spots yeah we can cover some ground yeah, you know we, so the, the style definitely caters to that too but we're just not guys that are going to sit there and, and call for three hours and hope that yeah. turkey happens to come by no no that's not i mean not my not what we desire at all i i want to get in and and play the game, and if if I have a bird that doesn't res- doesn't want to play the game, doesn't want to respond, I'm out. Yeah, I'll move on to I'll find one that wants to play. Yep. Yeah, it's it uh, it can be very much like elk hunting that way. You know, you just got to find the bird that wants to play, and and that's what we do, and that's what I think we've become very good at. You yeah. know, is just finding the bird that wants to play the way that we want to play the game. Yep. So yeah, we met up. Um, I don't know, shortly after 8, 8.30, somewhere in there, we went and, you know, we dumped one truck and got in, got into a truck together and we were just going to go start hitting some spots. And we, uh, we pulled into the first place there and got a visual on a Tom out in the field. And that's kind of when the action started. Yeah. Yeah. We were, I think, well, I guess I had seen him when we were going to dump the truck, I'd seen a bird out there Yep. and then we had, uh, we kind of said, yo, I think there's a bird there and pulled in and he was still out in the field and yep. we knew we didn't have to go far to to start the game no it was uh you know it was kind of nice from where we park um he was out in an open field off a woodlot that we can hunt uh you know and there's a there's a, a few little uh pieces of of timber in there and he was kind of out in the middle of all that stuff out in the open field and we uh we always use full strut decoy um you know we're hunting private land so we don't have the the public aspect to worry about and we've had very good luck with that that strutter so we kind of knew if we could get into that we knew the ditch was going to give us a low spot plus there was a kind of a low spot out in the field that he was in um and really that was the plan was to get out you know let's get to the to the uh, front of the ditch let's see if we can get the strutter out in the deep or get the strutter out in the field and let's get a visual Yep. You know, because that's always a big part of the game, I think, with these toms, uh, just getting a visual on that decoy. We've had such good luck, you know, with these birds, just very aggressive response to the decoy, yep. uh, you know, which is, is part of what we enjoy. And I, I guess to backtrack a little bit, and this will come into the story, uh, you know, into a, in a minute here, but Jimmy and I both bought uh, four tens last year. Uh, the, the 410, I think they're Stevens, yep. uh, turkey gun that they made and, you know, put red dots on them, uh, shooting TSS. And, you know, so we both had those and we were kind of talking at the truck and, you know, and, and I think you had said, Hey, it'd be nice. You know, if we, it, it'd almost be nice if we had a 12 gauge here. Yep. Just know? cause the situation, the way it was lying, getting out to like the ditch, the end of the ditch kind of ends out in the middle of the field mm-hmm. and there's really, we're quite a long ways from the timber at that point. Yep. So, you know, just thinking that, uh, we, you know, we might not get this bird right into us. Might be, might be one of those times where you get to pull a bird into 40, 45 yards, but that last little bit might be tough. Yep. And I think I had, yeah, I think I had mentioned like, man, it'd be nice if we had a 12 gauge. And then you're like, oh, well actually, <laughs> yeah. actually I got one. Actually I brought one. So 
so yeah, I ended up, you took your 410 I, and I uh, thought, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, you know, cause we both felt pretty good to 40 with these guns, you know, yeah. they had patterned well to 40 and we hadn't shot them much past that, but, um, you know, we both felt pretty good there. But like you said, in the situation where he hangs up at 50 or something, uh, you know, I'm confident with that 12 gauge out to that. And, it, you know, full disclosure, I didn't shoot that gun this year and I should have, yep. um, you know, but I, I had shot it the year before and, and felt fairly confident in that. So yeah, I, I took the 12 gauge, uh, and we both got in the ditch. We got out where we wanted to. Uh, I kind of snuck out a little bit past the ditch and got that strutter out in the field. And then, you know, we both kind of climbed back in the ditch and, and laid in the, in the front of the ditch there. And we, I, we didn't even call, did we? No, never called once. Yeah. So we never, never set a peep to that bird. He was out there strutting with a few hens and, um, you know, it didn't take him long. And no. he saw that. He caught that decoy right away. Right away. Like, I mean, that thing wasn't out there a minute and he yep. turned and you could tell he was, Yep. He was looking. Yep. So he, he started, he started working our way. Um, you know, and he was probably what, a couple hundred yards away at that point. Yeah. Two, two fifty, I'd say. Yep. So he kind of, you know, he kind of started our way and, uh, went back into strut, strutting a little bit and kind of went down into a low spot. And then he come up, come up on the little hill there and, and, uh, broke strut on a run. Yeah. And, and at that point, once you see that, we know that these birds, once they start running into decoy, at least in the experience we've, we've had over the last, you know, we've probably been using a strutter for 10 years too, I would say. Yeah, I'd say. And we, you know, we pretty much know once these birds break into a run at the decoy, they're coming to die. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's time. It's games on. Like, yeah. It's, it's go time. Yep. So he, you know, he come on the run and we were kind of talking, you know, how we were going to do this, who was going to shoot. And, you know, we kind of just decided, I think, wherever the opportunity came yep. and um yeah he got to i don't know 35 maybe somewhere in there yeah ballpark and uh he kind of stopped his run put his head up and he was right down my bead and i thought well you know here we go so i i shot and he didn't flop nope <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't flop he didn't flop and and uh you know I, no excuses i maybe flat out missed that bird um you know, I'm kind of wondering if my pattern wasn't great. Um, but either way, bird didn't get killed. Right. Which is, which was a tough feeling. Um, <laughs> one of, I think one of the first things I said to Jimmy is my grandpa's probably rolling in his grave cause I was using his gun and that's, he, he missed some birds. I, you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't perfect either, but it's been a long time since a bird been missed with that gun. Yeah. I think that <laughs> might've been the first thing you said. Yeah. I, uh, I think there was a couple words and then that was, that was the next thing you said. Yeah, I was I was definitely not impressed with myself. I'm I'm like anybody, I'm not above missing, but man, that was not a shot I should have missed. And uh we had seen kind of in the adjacent woodlot from where we can hunt, we had seen some birds out there. Yeah, there's more more yeah, cuz when we got the ditch was uh the approach down this ditch was pretty sketchy. Yeah. It's uh it's a pretty shallow uh ditch. It, it's a permanent ditch, but it's uh it's probably not more than couple feet deep yeah. for the most part yep um so you could i mean we were essentially we weren't quite belly crawling but yep. as close as you could get yeah and yeah off to the to the side there you could we could see there was more birds hens i think we stopped and glassed them at one point you could yep. see there's a couple birds strutting some yep. hens whatever and then but we were focused on on that bird yeah yeah so once we kind of gathered ourselves we knew that you know we still had birds in the area so we 
we kind of looped around and and uh went down the woods uh down the trail kind of to a spot that you know we've we've hunted before and we just figured that we could at least make a play on those birds so um yeah same thing took the decoy down there got it set up uh, we got set up and man i don't know what was it it was probably less than 10 minutes yeah we had birds back in the field yeah I, yeah maybe 10 minutes yep and uh at that point we knew they were redheads. I don't know. I don't know if we really knew what they were at that at that time. I'm just trying to think. We had because uh, we had a, we could tell there was a bird that came out. The that's right. We the, had a lone bird come out. A lone bird came out. Yep. We were watching him, and then we and then some other birds filtered out the other side towards us. Yep. More, and there was four, three of them. Well, we thought it was three birds. Yep. Yeah. So we had. Uh, I guess we called to him a little bit. Yeah. Yep. We'd called. I think I was calling a little yep. bit. Yep. Got a response. And we had gobbled. We'd got them to gobble. And then we had that other bird off to the yep. south that had gobbled too. Yep. yep. So, yeah, they had they had responded. Um, and then I don't, it, it took a few minutes because um, we ended up, we both ended up calling. Yep. Uh, yeah. They were, they were just sitting there looking our way but not really doing anything yeah. and we we kind of had that hill in our way mm-hmm. so you could see them and then you couldn't see them and then you could see one of them and i think at one point we lost them and and then i think we lost them and oh they turned and went back in the woods that's right, that's right. the one we yep. watched two of them turn kind of head back the other way yep so then i think i'd said hey grab your call yep and then we started both going yeah like Kind of over top of each going other. Going over top of each other. Yep. yep. And then that ended that, up being the ticket. Yeah, that was for a couple of these birds that will, you know, this other bird will get to. But yeah, then they then they finally started making their move. Yep. And then they kind of turned, and then it was pretty quick after that. Yep. Yep. So yeah, they they started coming, and and they kind of crested that hill, and uh, it was four well four jakes at that at that point we knew that there was four. We had thought we you know we had thought there was there was three, and yep kind of talking back and forth we're going to shoot a jake and we were both like yeah you know we're not above shooting jakes especially you know just kind of the way that it was laying out they were coming right into the decoy and and uh yeah coming right in so uh, you know we kind of decided that you were going to shoot one i wasn't super confident uh and what i had going on so um yeah they 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 did you know the jakes never respond at least in our experience never respond like the toms you no. know but they'll they'll still come into the decoy we've never had that where you get a group of jakes come in aggressive wanting to kick the shit out of the decoy or no you know. i mean i know you see that but yeah. i just have never had that where they actually come in and and, and beat up the decoy and no you know kind of the clan mentality yeah they vote they always come in but they're they're a little more reserved you mm-hmm. know they never turn and run um in which these birds didn't either i mean they they crest the hill and they just came on a steady walk right yep. right to us, um, kind of in a, a straight line coming right for us. And they got – they they stopped just short of the decoy. Um, we were just back in the woods a little bit, and uh, they basically got got to the edge. They were, ju- like I said, just behind the decoy. And yep. Then the, I think the last bird got a little nervous. Just yep. They weren't there long. They were there maybe a minute. Yeah. And the the back bird kind of turned, like, eh, I don't know. And they they all had their heads raised. And yep. The one, he actually, the one I shot had actually came in to strut at one point. Yeah, yep. 
and then he popped he popped out a strut and lifted his head too and uh, well i guess it's uh <laughs> it might as well be now yep and uh yeah uh super impressed with that 410 is 32 yards and yep. that that bird didn't flop no stone cold. never twitched stone cold just absolutely floored him and uh yeah that I, I think we both were pretty impressed with with the performance of that that uh tss load there so yeah we uh i don't know we were there on the property less than a half hour yeah we should have had two birds killed but we at least had one in the bag yep um so yeah we you know we got your bird and and uh got back to the truck and then it was kind of like well we just now let's start hitting places let's go find another one yep you know so we uh i had i had another property relatively close to there that you know we had we had kind of thought or talked about maybe you know going back on there and see if we could strike up a bird and um you know i think you said well let's go for a ride and uh you know we'll check this other place that we got a little further away and then we can kind of work our way back in and um I think you're talking on the phone with your your yeah. dad there, and, yep. and he had, had a pretty slow morning. Yeah, super kinda slow too. Similar to us off the roost, you know. Just I don't know if they heard a bird either. Yeah, I don't think they heard anything. You know, and, and same thing, just kind of dealing with the weather, dealing with the elements, and uh, talking to him, and and we were kind of rolling up onto the property that we can hunt there, and I think we both saw this bird at the same time, full strut right in the corner, and yeah, and uh, you like, know you a spot where we never see birds no like you would never think of seeing a bird here Mm-mm. um 150 100 125 yards off the road yep perfect situation again we have a, a good ditch to to follow right to them yep i mean just for our hunting style picture perfect yeah. location yep um and we know that place like back of our hand so we knew where we needed to get and how you know how yeah. to do it and yeah we'd hunted this property for well i think since probably we we're 12 14 years old yeah uh, so 15 plus years i mean like you said know this property so well um and then when when you seen him where he was it's like oh this bird's dead yeah like i mean i think we pretty much called it as soon as we see him <laughs> like i told my dad like oh there's a bird by such and such stand yep and like we're gonna go kill him yep and turns out that's what happened <laughs> yeah yeah so we uh we went and got parked down in the, in the driveway where we normally park. And, you know, that, that put us a couple hundred yards away from him. And we knew we, you know, we had to cross the little ditch there and get on the backside. And then, you know, where I think our plan was pretty much just to, to, uh, basically did, you know, we were basically going to do what we did with that first bird. We were going to work within range. You were going to get the decoy out. I was going to get set up. Yep. And, uh, you know, at that time we thought he was just a lone Tom. Yep. Uh, he ended up having a hen with him that we'll, you know, we'll get to later, but, um i think we both had the same thought if we can just get this if we can get this decoy out in the field undetected we're gonna have a very good chance to kill this bird yep and uh so yeah that's what we did we you know we didn't make a peep um we got we got to a spot where there was actually a a big down tree had fallen down the field and that actually ended up working really good um and at that time we were within how close would we have been to that bird probably 80 yards i would say yeah so uh, you know, we, we couldn't see him at that point or anything, obviously, but you kind of worked to the end of the tree up into the treetop, kind of got hid there, got the decoy out in the field. Um, and I had set up along the edge of the woods, uh, kind of at the base of the tree and, and had a nice rest, kind of got myself tucked in there. And, um, which really that tree was, that was kind of, that was, that changed the game for us a lot. And mm-hmm. in that situation without that, it would have been, it would have been pretty tough. The way this lays out is there's a, 
there's kind of a point. Yes. And that, that tree was down just on kind of the back side of the point, but off the point where we were able to get to the tree. You were able to set up kind of in the ditch with at the base of the tree, and yeah. I was able to, to follow the edge of the tree out into the the open field. Right. And essentially I was able to set the decoy out right at the end of the tree and then tuck myself into the, the yep. brush. Yep. Without that, we would have had to go around that point and be pretty exposed to that bird. Yeah, it'd have been it'd have been almost impossible to get that decoy as far out in the field as we end up getting it. Yeah, for oh yeah, for sure. You know, so that yeah, that that worked out, you know, perfectly when we got up to that tree. Um so yeah, you got got set up and um I think you started doing a little calling. Yep. And he responded. Responded right away. Yep. Yep, he gobbled and we knew he was, you know, still down in that corner uh somewhere. Um and then I don't know if he had did he gobble a couple times before we both started calling? I think he gobbled once and then I called a few times, got a little excited with him, didn't really do much, and then it'd been kind of a it'd been a few minutes, yep. not a lot, and then I think I hit him real hard again and then he gobbled. Yep. And then I'd called a little more, didn't really respond. I was kinda like, eh, I don't like I don't know. Like I just it wasn't it wasn't playing out as quickly as I thought it should. Yeah. For him being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'd kind of motion to you. Yeah. Because we were, I don't know how far we were, maybe 15 yeah, yards apart or probably. so. Enough where we couldn't really talk with the birds that close, but yet yep. kind of hand signal and stuff. And I think I'd kind of hand signal to you to to call too. And then yep. same thing. We just started calling over top of each other. And we did that. And he lit up. Yeah, and it wasn't thirty seconds, and I could see him. Yep, which that ended up being kind of interesting because I couldn't see, I couldn't see Jack. Yeah, because that because that, that point, point was in front of you, yeah, but that, I was out far enough that I was away from the point. Yep, yeah. So I I you know obviously heard him and knew he was in a you know he was still down in that corner somewhere, but I couldn't see him. And I think I looked over to you and you had kind of signaled like, "Hey, get ready, he's coming." Yep. And, uh, you know, which I did and it, it wasn't a, a lot of time that it went by, but just, I don't know, getting impatient, I guess. I kind of looked back to you again, like, yeah, what's going on? And you kind of gave like, me, right here, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave me, you, you again gave me the signal for like, get ready. And I, you know, so I got back down the gun and, um, it wasn't too much longer. And I actually heard this bird before I seen him. He, this is the most spitting and drumming I've heard a Tom do. Oh, it was just, it was nonstop. It was the entire way in. Yep. And I, uh, yeah, so I heard him kind of spitting and drumming and and knew that he was, he was working his way in. And, um, it wasn't too long after that I could finally see him, Yep. you know, and he, he was coming right down that edge, um, going to work into my lap. And he, he never, like, he never got that aggressive response. Uh, he was coming into the decoy. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and later you know maybe got a little idea why why he hadn't uh you know when i dressed this bird out but um yeah he was he was coming yeah he was he was just on a steady strut Mm -hmm. walk strut coming in the decoy i mean he never came out of strut and ran but i mean from my scenario from because i could see the whole thing play out you know i had actually seen the hen first yes the the hen had came out of the the little bit of woods there and and the tom was behind and she was she was leading him 
she was very interested yes. in our decoy. When she seen that, she she started coming our way, and um, you know he was just kind of following her, but holding real tight to the edge of the woods where you couldn't see him. Yep, they had to come out, you know, probably ten yards from the edge for you to see. Yep, and you know they're coming, coming, and then once they got about halfway to us, he he kind of cut her off and went in front of her, and then it wasn't much longer than you could see him. Yep, and that as He's working, and you could see him. I could tell that you could finally see him. And then that hen, I could see just charging in behind. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, she she was, like, like I said, she was interested in the decoy. She was she was coming to the decoy. Yeah. And she kind of cut him off Yep. to get to the decoy. Yep. Yeah, because I was, once I could see him, I was just kind of letting him come. Because, like I said, he was walking right into my lap. And then it wasn't too long after that, she come, like you said, kind of cut him off. And that's when I kind of got that, like, oh, shit, now there's a hen. Which changes things a little bit. Because I've never really, and I I know guys have, you know, at times, say they have trouble with Tom's shying away from a strutter or, you know, getting hung up or whatever. But the only times that I've, and it's been few, but the only times that I've had problems with Tom's and decoys like that is when the hen gets in there. Yep. And then the hen gets nervous, puts a little bit or something, because she knows something isn't right. And right. then all of a sudden the time, so that's when I kind of got nervous. Like, uh oh, you know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to make make things work a little bit. And there was a, there was a branch um, that I had kind of tucked up into just for a little more cover. Well, I had set up on the left side of the branch. Uh, basically, my expectation was that with the decoy out on the high side, I thought the tom was gonna bring the high side of that little dip or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, my expectation was he was going to ride that high side to the decoy. So I was going to shoot him on the left side. Well, he didn't, but that's what she did. Yep. You know, so she's, like you said, she's charging in the decoy. I'm on the wrong side of this, this branch. And, uh, like I said, I knew once she got into the decoy, it was going to, things could get dicey. So, um, I think she had kind of, she had kind of moved off and she was heading towards the decoy and he was still in strut, but he had turned away from me. Yep. And that's when I, got kind of maneuvered and got where I need to be. Well, then I'm on him, but he's full strut facing away from me. Yep. You know, so I'm just sitting there waiting. Like, I just need you to turn. And just that, need you to turn. That hen, like in that time, that hen is just charging at the decoy. And I'm, I'm not far from the decoy laying in the, in this tree. And she is like bearing down on me. Yep. Like she's probably eight yards from me, I would say. Yep. And probably 10 yards from the decoy. I mean, she's not, not <laughs> far from the decoy, not far from me. Like she's coming. I'm just waiting for her to bust. Yeah. I know. I, you had to be sitting there like, Jesus, shoot this damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, cause I could see the whole scenario playing cause I could see that hen coming before. Yeah. And when he first came out, I figured, well, he's got to be within 20 yards. Like shoot him, uh-huh. shoot him. And which you didn't know the hen was coming. Right. And then the hen cut him off and kept coming and then of course he went to strut and turned the other way like just like the perfect scenario of like oh shit yep (laughs) so yeah i I just kept the red dot on him and he finally he finally kind of turned and and gave me a good shot and i shot him full strut and um i think it ended up being six 16 yards yeah uh same thing tss performed very well he flopped a little bit he wasn't quite stoned like your your uh, bird was but um he was he was pretty dead yeah 410 did his job there <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah yeah so that was a definitely a, a wave of relief you know actually seeing them flop like they're supposed to um but yeah we were out there 
man, I don't know, 15 minutes yeah. from when we seen that bird and when we had him on the ground. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes max. Yeah, so it uh, it unfolded quickly. I think by that time it was it was before 11. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it was just a little before 11. Yeah, so we had kind of started our morning, or really started our morning, I guess, about 8.30, and we had bird number two on the ground uh, by 11. Yeah. So, pretty quick yeah we kept uh kept the opening day tradition alive we had to work for it a little harder this year i guess we didn't kill them right off the roost like we had been but um yeah we were able to keep that going and um like i alluded to a little earlier i guess when i dressed this bird out um i actually had to cut away a, a fair chunk of one breast uh it wasn't real old but it, and who knows maybe it was a stick who knows but it looked like he maybe had took a spur so I'm wondering if maybe he had been in a little tussle at some point in the last day or two. Yep. You know, and that's why he didn't really run into the decoy. But I think like you had mentioned, it was like he was coming in. He was definitely coming into the decoy, but kind of like that. I'm going to do a little bit of intimidation here and see if maybe I can run this bird off before it gets to having to actually yeah, interact I, with him. And I think that, yeah, we talked about more that day. But, yeah, that was that was the feeling I got more is like, and especially with all the spitting and drumming that he was doing. Yeah. Like, more like I'm going to intimidate you and you, you just run off more so than I'm going to come kick your butt. Yep. Um, and, and maybe that had something to do with the hen right. being right there too. But I just, after you said that, you know, that he had that spur, yep. that just made a lot of sense to me that he was trying to avoid that fight. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it honestly, if that was a real bird, that, that hen, if our decoy is a real bird, that hen was coming to that decoy like it was gonna it was gonna come to blows with that decoy yeah so that that i that's probably the, one of the few times where i've seen a, a hen that's with a tom be like that interested in a decoy yeah i mean hens are, are usually interested in decoys but mm-hmm. i mean she was just like she was coming like she was for having a tom alone tom with her yeah i mean i'd assume he had bred her in the past or you yep. know had been they'd been together and mm-hmm. she was she was she was coming in and i mean in that case really i mean the hen the decoy worked better on the hen than it did him yeah yeah yep it definitely definitely drew her the rest of the way and he was obviously coming with her so it uh yeah i think by the time you shot she was maybe six yards or so yeah <laughs> <laughs> she was she was gonna be in your lap for too long <laughs> yeah she was to the point where i was like i was getting to the point of like uh what do i do here because uh, she's getting real close and, yep. uh, this is going to get real interesting. Try not to blow it for you, but yeah, right. I don't want to get ran over by the sun. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I kind of, and that, that was in the back of my mind too. Like, you know, if, if I hear her start putting, like I got to make something happen because then it's, it's going to be game over, yeah. you know? And, and there, there is something too. You can probably let them, let them calm down a little bit. And, you know, like we had talked about with Adam on that podcast last year, you probably have a little bit more time when they start putting, yeah. uh, than you really think. But that always like puts the alarm off in my head. Yeah. Like I hear a bird putt and I'm like, I, this has got to happen. Yeah. You know, well, it just puts a lot more urgency in this situation. And it just, that always brings more error. I feel like, especially, yeah, absolutely. especially, I mean, you'd had that mess earlier. Yep. Just, I mean, it's nice when you just have time to yep. get down the gun. Like, there's no – I mean, there was a little sense of urgency there, but things hadn't got really squirrely yet. So, yep. like, it was just a, nice, a good situation that I think if it would have been another 30 seconds, I think could have got squirrely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that was, you know, that was kind of part of why I was letting that bird come in. You know, I'm like, well, I just missed that bird. There's no reason to rush this. He's literally walking into my lap. But then once I seen that hen cut him off and she's charging, it was like, well, that's all out the window. Now yep. I got, <laughs> now I got to make it happen. Now it's got to happen now. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good morning. It was fun. That's, that's how we like to turkey hunt. But, uh, I guess like from a tactic standpoint, what do you think were, were some of like the big things that really kind of made, made the morning come together? Oh, I def I mean that the full start decoy for sure. That was, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much a, a given for us. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess I do use the, the half strut Tom, or Jake a little bit too. Yep. Um, which I think you can still get a similar response to that. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, but I'd say that, and then uh, in both times we killed those birds, I'd say the the double column calling over top of each other. Yeah, that was uh, that worked extremely well. Um, I mean, not a tactic that we've used a ton. I mean, I I think we've used it a few times before, but yeah. Um, I mean that that was the ticket, really. Yeah, and that's the thing. I guess the last couple of years we really haven't, you know, we really haven't hunted together, but yeah. Um, yeah, we've had some good days in the past hunting together where we've called in birds all day, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I agree. It seemed like uh, for whatever reason, once we once we kind of got aggressive, both started calling, kind of calling over, you know, over top of each other, cutting all that stuff. Um, that really seemed to flip the switch. Yeah, you know, and, sure. and maybe that's why that hen kind of got more interested. I don't know. Uh, but either way, once we did that with that first group of Jakes, and once we did that with that time I killed, like. Like it was that was, that was the switch. It yeah. was like you flipped a light switch, yep. you know? So I, I agree. I think those are the big things. And, and I, I think for us, you know, we've had a lot of success in the Turkey woods, but we've had a lot of success hunting the way we hunt, you know? And, and yep. I'm not saying you can't sit in a fence row or sit on the edge of the woods and sit there for three or four hours. And, you know, if you're in, if you're in the right spot, birds are going to come by and we've killed birds like that in the past before we kind of, got a little wiser to the fun and turkey hunting, I right, guess. Right, right. You know, but, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I think I think in general, um, people probably just aren't as aggressive with turkeys as I think you can be. Yep. You know, I, th- I think you can certainly make uh, make a lot of your own luck in the turkey woods. Um, and, and like you said with the strutter, I think the visual is a big part for us. But uh, at the end of the day, when we locate a bird, like we mentioned earlier, we're going in there to kill that bird or we're going to booger that bird. And then we're going to be on to the next one. Yeah. You know, so I, well, I, I think that's a big part too. And we, I mean, we have had a lot of failure with that too. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. We've, we've spooked a lot of birds that way too. Um, but I think we are lucky. We have a number of spots right. that hold quite a few birds. So we, you know, we are able to do that, but we've got through those failures, we've got much better at yes. that. And, and honestly, I think, part of the the biggest part that we failed at before was getting getting to the point of getting the decoy out yes like i think the the woodsmanship of being able to figure out how to move in the woods without getting caught and getting that decoy out yep is to me is the by far the toughest part yes if you can get that decoy out in a good spot you can that bird's gonna die yeah but if you get getting caught before that is is usually the, the the deal breaker. Yep. Yeah, that that's always the tough part. Like you said, once you get the decoy set, the game's on. Yep. You know, but you're you're more likely to booger the bird getting that decoy out than you are for the decoy to do it. Yes. 
you know, and, and, and I think time of morning, you know, not that you can't do that off the roost, but I think you kind of get into that like nine to noon window, you know, where some of these birds are separated or, or they're kind of out cruising around a little bit, uh, you know, hitting strut zones or, or whatever they're doing at that time of day. I think that makes a big difference too. And we've had a lot of luck on the roost recently, but we've had a lot of luck in that like nine to noon window. Yeah. Well, I'm just think, thinking back to the hunt we had, I don't know, a number of years now, but I think we called in five birds in that one day. Yeah. And I think pretty much like we called the bird in right off the roost and then everything else was, was throughout the day and early afternoon. And, um, uh, I mean, that was some poor shooting that day. <laughs> uh, but, um, I mean, those birds were all midday. Yep. I think pretty much all lone toms out cruising. Yep that getting away from that you got to kill them right off the roost yeah and you know the traditional like go i'm gonna go out for a couple hours kill them off the roost and i'll come back for the last couple hours of dark yeah i think you're missing a ton of opportunity in the midday because i think that's that's when the fun of the day is yes um and, and like you said we've had good luck the last few years killing right off the roost and and that is fun but man it is the fun part of turkey hunt is is that is midday seeing a bird out somewhere and yep or hearing a gobble and going to them and yep like playing the game yeah yeah there's there are a few things like watching a tom run into a decoy oh that is and like that that time that you missed he just like when he crossed that hill and turned and ran and he was he was a heck of a time too oh beard he swinging had, they always had, are right he had a heck of a rope <laughs> out of but like that bird just turned and freaking ran in like head down like yep. he was coming to kick some ass yeah. like he was he was juiced up and that was like that is just so fun i mean when you're laying five yards from the decoy in a, yeah. in a ditch and basically in the wide open yeah and that tom has no clue you're there he is so focused on that decoy yes i mean it feels like you could stand up and wave your arm yeah. he has no care in the world <laughs> yep. and i think that's the other thing you know um you know turkey's eyesights are, are so good and you know a lot of people get busted you know doing all that but like the way we do it i feel like we are we're able to that decoy draws their attention off of us. And yeah. I feel like we can get away with murder. Yeah. And those birds have no clue. Yeah. Not, not saying that we don't get busted like that, but I feel like it's not very often at all. Yeah. And that, I, I think that was one of the reason why, I, you know, I, I was obviously careful about it and, and uh, I didn't want to get busted, but I, I think that was one reason why I wasn't like super concerned about having to maneuver my gun around and, and get set back up on that bird because a, he had no clue I was there, but he really had no reason to look down there. Like he was no. laser focused on the decoy. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I think you can get away with with more because they just it holds their attention so well. Yeah, you can get attention away from yourself, mm-hmm. which is is huge. And when you're you know set up in a fence line waiting for him to come walk by or you know whatever you know in that situation, they're they're not focused on anything. They're no. Just, eating looking around i mean they're yep they have nothing to take their attention away from you right yep and it just at the end of the day we say this all the time it just feels like deer hunting we, yeah. deer, we deer hunt all fall yeah i love deer hunting <laughs> during deer hunt season <laughs> right i i love turkey hunting for a total different reason yep yep definitely want the action and and you know being able to stay aggressive and even you know even like when we 
locate birds with a gobble midday i mean we're still very aggressive in getting to getting to those birds getting set up on them you know we're not going to set up 300 yards away and try to call them in we're going to try to get in their grill same thing get the decoy out we just need to get them called into a spot where we can get a visual yep you know and, and then it's it's game on so yeah i i think all those all those tactics you know played a big part the the calling was definitely a big thing and then i think bottom line just gotta stay aggressive yeah Yep. You know, which is which is what we enjoy doing. So it's not it's not hard for us. No, you know, we'd we'd much rather be too aggressive, and and mess it up and then move on to the yeah, next. Yeah, so I'd rather booger a bird and move to the next one than sit there and and call back and forth for two yep. hours. That's just not that's not fun. I love hearing gobbles, but yep, I love hearing gobbles running into me. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, and and not that you can't have success doing it because lots of people do every year. But I think it just kind of boils down to what you want out of the hunt and. You know, much like elk, there are guys that just love calling elk because they want that interaction with them, and that's how it is for us with turkeys. Like we want to hunt them a certain way. We're hoping for a certain kind of hunt, and and uh, yeah, when it comes together in two hours, it's it's always a bonus. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> not to take this to elk hunt, but you know, thinking about that, you know, I think that it's one thing that we can improve on on, on the elk end is that we, I feel like like last year we were a little timid. Yeah, probably a little too timid compared to how we like to turkey hunt, how even how we like to deer hunt for right. the most part. I think yep. we're fairly aggressive there too, but you know, I don't know I don't know why why it is, but I feel like elk we haven't made that step of like taking that next step of being aggressive enough. Yeah. And I think we need to like that turkey take that turkey mentality a little more into that, that we have to be a little more aggressive. Yeah. No, I I think so too. And I've had I've had similar thoughts to myself. You know, we're we're super aggressive in the turkey woods, but then we're not super aggressive in the elk woods. And it's probably just a matter of, of doing that and, you know, seeing it work. And right. yeah, I think that's something that we'll, you know, we'll continue to get better at and, uh, see what happens with it this fall, I guess. So turkey season's done. It was quick, but it was, it was, uh, exactly what we're looking for. So, um, yeah, now we're on to, to habitat stuff at your place. Uh, you know, we got some projects there, so that'll be good. We'll, uh, got some trees planted. Yeah, a couple weeks ago we got 350 trees planted there, and yep. So we got got to start, but uh, I got some big projects planned for for the rest of the summer. So kind of onto that. And before we break off the the turkey subject, though, uh, you know, a little just a a little talk on the the full straight decoy is um, like this morning my sister killed a bird and right off the roost, and uh, that bird came about a quarter mile. Um, he was alone, Tom, and had the full straight decoy and she doesn't call she doesn't do nothing and yep. he came down see that you know seen that decoy and came came running in like just about a full quarter mile yeah um so i mean i i know there's people who don't believe in them <laughs> who you know say they scare birds and right. yada 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 I, I i get it i mean i've i guess i've i can't really think of any but i'm sure i've had it scare birds too but when when it works in a scenario like that it is hard to yeah hard to argue with it yeah well and just the number of birds over the years that we've had just charge into the decoy i mean yeah like you said i'm i'm sure there's there's been times but man it's hard to think of any yeah i can't really usually <laughs> usually there's another reason usually yes. we're, you know we did something wrong or or whatever but like hearing from her this morning about about that and i just um you know just struggle to to see the disadvantage of 
of using one. Yeah. Um, at least in, in our neck of the woods. And, right. And, and yeah, sure, if you're hunting public and stuff, it's a it's a different game. And yes. I, I totally get that. But we're on yep. private places where it's very safe. We're the only ones hunting them. We know who's there. We know who's not there, that kind of thing. So, yep. yeah, I, I think if you're in that kind of scenario, um, I mean, if someone said, you got to give me your calls or you got to give me your decoy. It'd be, have my calls. Yeah, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty hard not to take that decoy. Yeah, you know, because yep. and I love calling. Don't yeah. get me wrong, I love calling. I love calling birds in, but man, that decoy is just, just a killer. Yeah, well, and like that first bird, we weren't going to call him away from them hens three, you know, two hundred, three hundred yards away. No, it just it wasn't going to happen. Especially you know. in our scenario, we had yeah. cross open field. Once we got to the end of the ditch, we had nowhere to go. No, nowhere to go. No. So you could have sat there and called all day wouldn't you matter weren't, you weren't calling that bird over there no no definitely the only thing that brought him in was was that decoy so yeah if you you know if i had to give up one or the other i'm definitely taking the decoy yeah for sure <laughs> or even a tail fan i mean yes. i don't know if it's even just the yeah the decoy is is a, a plus but right. i would say even if you're on public land and don't want to have a decoy set up uh, even take a tail fan and yep. have that somewhere just that visual yeah, yeah. just that visual seems to really really flip the switch for them so if you if it's something you're not using it's something to think about at least something to have in your bag of tricks you know yeah for sure but yeah so we're on to i guess we got tack in about a month yeah so we got a lot of bow shooting got a lot of bow shooting to do over the next month that'll be kind of the big thing and you know work probably work a little bit of fishing into the summer and some habitat stuff like you were talking about i'm sure we'll have you back on to talk some habitat stuff once we get some projects done because there's a lot of work to be done a lot it, of work it'll yep. uh it'll be good so that'll be interesting i think people will, will like hearing about that but yeah now we're kind of just uh filling the time till september yeah it'll be uh it'll come quick though that's yep. by the time we get through tack and once once you get through tack and you're you're part way through the summer and summer always goes quick there's always lots going on and next thing you know we'll be in the elk woods yep yep and we'll roll right into deer season so it'll be a busy uh busy year like usual but we uh we kept the streak alive i don't know how long we'll be able to keep it going but we're gonna try like hell anyway i say hopefully we keep it going because <laughs> it's it's awfully fun i love turkey hunting but i love turkey hunting i i love having a couple good yes. good hunts like this you know get my get my fill of uh some some birds running in and getting to play the game and i don't like dragging turkey season out no there's no. there's too much to be done this time of year that's to... exactly right i'm like well now i need to dig back into my bow hardcore and and all that kind of stuff so yeah i'm, I'm with you i uh i certainly enjoy turkey season it's a lot of fun but i like it when it <clears throat> you know it's kind of that fast and furious action and it's it's over yeah for sure <laughs> well and what you got especially now with tack you know doing tack every year and man you uh you drag turkey season out until the middle of may preparation season gets real short for that yep yep <clears throat> yeah you're only you're only shooting for a couple weeks yeah which is not good no <laughs> no that's gonna be expensive because you're gonna lose a lot of arrows in that case so yeah it's definitely good to have a full month or six weeks or whatever it ends up being to to prepare for tax so looking forward to that but uh yeah otherwise good good turkey season short turkey season but just how we like it yeah Always, always fun. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, as always, we appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one.